Have you ever really stopped to consider what's at stake with everything that goes on within your work, your business, uh, everything that you have and the success that you're trying to achieve? I'm sure we think about it all the time. And yet I wonder if we stop to consider truly what is at stake if we don't get to where we want to get to. We're going to talk about that and what its impact is on us professionally. All of that and more on episode 850 of Today's Antidote. Stay tuned for Today's Antidote, brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's Antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing, to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. I, was I feel like I need that. to do a disclaimer this morning, Tom, for people. That usually, well, once in a while, one of us or the other of us is just a little worn down. Today, I think it's both of us. So, folks, if you see us more subdued, it's just one of those days where... I know. Busy weekend. Tom's got a lot of professional stuff going on, and I had some personal stuff going on. And lo and behold, 7 a.m. Monday morning came real fast this week. Uh, but lots at stake professionally, so we're rocking and rolling. Right. So, right. Well, let's not hold up. Uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast. Uh, each week, Bob and I have a conversation around a topic. And each weekday, we dive into that topic a little bit deeper to try to understand some of the challenges that people are facing and how to figure out how to move forward. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about what's at stake. And we're going to focus today on professionally as you try to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. And if you've been paying attention uh, over the last few weeks, we've had conversations about you know, trying to get to success, what that all looks like, when you need to make change. Um, how to maybe, what to do if you feel like you're struggling. And last week we talked about workaholism, which I thought was a really interesting conversation. And so if you missed any of that, you might want to go back and check out our previous episodes. Uh, you can check them out either on Facebook or on our podcast where they are stored in perpetuity, right? For forever yeah. and ever. Now on iTunes, uh, the Apple iTunes, you can go subscribe. You can get all 850. Uh, you can go to uh, Spotify. You can Excellent. go to um, uh, Alexa. If you tell Alexa, she'll even play it for it. Yeah. Good to know. I do that in my spare time when I need a little pick-me-up. It's a good idea. I say Alexa, Alexa play uh, today's antidote, and uh, poof, up comes your voice or my voice. And Does it start with the most recent episode or the first one? It's been a while since I've done it. Maybe I'll do that for the dogs when I leave the house. Maybe that'll help them. They need some help. Right. We'll see how that works. I hear you. So each week when we dive into our conversation around this topic, if you have any thoughts or ideas, please feel free to share them because we know that will add value to our conversation and might be something that we had never considered and takes us off in a new and interesting direction. So please feel free to share your thoughts and ideas. We love the comments that people provide. At the conclusion of that conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we hope will help you if you happen to be a little bit stuck, uncertain, 
lacking confidence so that you can continue to move forward. Hopefully we'll help you find uh, some clarity and confidence in all of the confusion and uncertainty that is out there. So, uh, and of course, if you have a one thing, please feel free to share that as well. You may share it in a way that other people have been told it, yet have never really heard it. And you might be the breakthrough that they need to help them figure out how to take their next step. So please feel free to share your value. Before we dive into that conversation, though, each morning, Bob and I share our celebrations. So, Bob, what are you celebrating today? You're going to laugh, but I got to do something really cool yesterday morning. So a business friend of mine runs a uh, 5K run in Columbia, Maryland. And I got up early yesterday and went down and got to be a flagger that parked cars. Yes, I'm talking one of the greatest moments of my life, Tom. I got two orange flags and I got cars were coming up a hill and I got to tell them where to park. Waving the flag, point to places. I had complete control. I could put them next to each other. I could stagger them. I... There was a lot of snake. Excuse the pun. <laughs> um, it was so much fun. And it was, it was funny because I was with a couple of people that I know through a networking group. And they're like, I had made a joke at the beginning. And you've frozen on me yet again, Tom, but at least in a smile. I had made the joke at the beginning that Southwest Airlines wouldn't hire me. And I really thought I could be a flagger for them. And at the end, the woman said to me, she's like, Southwest made a really bad decision. You could totally have been a flagger for Southwest. You were, you were so into it. And it was great because people were getting ready to run and a woman was having trouble parking. And I said to her, hey, the hardest part of the day is parking your car. Once you get your car parked, you know, you'll get a personal record when you run. And she laughed and other people thanked me. It was just a total blast, like mindlessly out early in the morning, people celebrating, cars parked, no calamity, no crashes, no doors hit. Totally a great time. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And I got to help a uh, community event, which was really nice. It was raising it was raising funds for a local uh, senior community, I believe. Maybe you were too animated for Southwest. <laughs> they were afraid that the uh, plane might not really know what to do. You're given all these signals and all they really want is a very small, just this way, short well, investments. Someone close to me complains that I'm always using my hands when I speak. And I realized being a flagger is the way, perfect way for a person who uses their hands when they speak to really get it out of their system. That's quite the skill. I know I know a group that does a lot of parking that may need, you know, your talents <laughs> if you want me to share that with you. <laughs> 850 episodes. I think this might be one of the more <laughs> out there. But it was just fun. And the other part of it was, so much of the work I do is mindset and, and building things that it was really nice to look at a blank hill where cars were going to be parked. And then an hour and 15 minutes later, look and go, oh, there about 120 cars parked there. I had something to do with that. And then the fortunate thing was I didn't have to deal with them when they left. I was long gone. So if it, that's the harder on the way out. I haven't heard yet. <laughs> That's the harder part because if you're not letting people out quick enough, you know who's getting it. I wasn't there for that. I I I Far gone. Away. I got my swag from the uh, fender tables and 
I was on my way. Nice. How about you? What are you celebrating today? I am celebrating a beautiful weekend. I don't know. Mm. I just, and I was outside a lot. The weather was just so nice that it was uh, it was fascinating. And I was outside yesterday in College Park, Maryland. Maryland, right outside Washington, D.C. And did you hear about the whole sonic boom? Yes, yes, I did. I, well, I didn't it. hear it. I heard about it. I heard it. I was like, I was just sitting watching this lacrosse game, and I hear this boom, and I got right up out of my seat, and I was like, what the heck was that? And you're what close to D.C. Like, at that point, so that's a that's a double whammy. <laughs> right. Almost no one reacted. Like, I thought that, I was like, was it thunder or lightning? Or like, what the heck? It's a beautiful day. And around 3 p.m., right? And it turned yeah. out to be a military fighter plane scrambled because there was an unresponsive Cessna flying south over D.C. and they couldn't make contact with it. So that apparently I read this morning that the president and his brother were playing golf at Joint Air Force Base or Joint Air Base Andrews, which is right outside D.C. So right. you had the convergence of things that led to the military doing their thing, which it was so wild. I had no idea what it was. Like I, re- I, I went to Twitter thinking like somebody's got to be tweeting about what, what's going on. And uh, I just happened to be sitting and had the national news on it. It was talking about this sonic boom. And I'm like, I heard it. I was there. It was wild. Yeah. So that's my celebration. Okay. <laughs> Folks, if you can figure out what Tom is celebrating within that, they got to hear sonic boom. That our military operates in a fashion in which a threat like that can be uh, averted quickly. Turns out that plane, unfortunately, crashed outside of, uh, what, Monticello, Virginia, I think. And uh, four people they haven't found yet. Yeah, it's really sad. Very, I mean, yeah. and that, So that was not part of my celebration. Yeah. The celebration yeah. was that it was beautiful outside. And because it was, it was outside, I got to hear the sonic boom, which was something I had... You know, even even if you're outside, like at the beach, at the beaches near us, there's a couple there. The, the, the Air Force planes fly by there, or Navy plane. You're garbled again. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to take it as a sign while you sort it out. So we're talking today. We start a new week. What's at stake? And I like steak. I like mine kind of medium well or medium, but we're not talking about steak today in that regard. We're talking about what's at stake professionally. And I I think this is something that I obsess about all the time. I'm always worried about what's at stake. Um, I have some things today that uh, I could do for my business, or there are some personal things that I could take care of. And if I choose the personal things, which is high probability, there is a strong, strong possibility that I will worry all day about what's at stake. And it, it just wears me down. And interestingly, I think it gets in my way as much, if not more so, than I give it credit for. I think sometimes when you're constantly worried about, oh, should I do this thing or should I do that thing? Or, oh, I need to stay up another hour and do this. Oh, if I don't get that done tomorrow, or if this contract doesn't get signed, or if if I don't go to this networking event and find the perfect customer, or what if my best customer quits me because I, I can I can spin out of control pretty quickly with that. And I think what happens is when I go into that cycle, 
and I've gotten better at recognizing it, it can really be self-defeating. It does more damage than the actual thing. I've lost my biggest client before, and it's it's it stinks. It's it's not easy, but you also get up the next morning and you start finding new clients, and it's not fun, but it's not the end of the world. And I think I become very fatalistic at times about my professional stuff to the point where it's like I shouldn't have even started my own business. What was I thinking? I, I hated that job. I should have stayed at that job. I wonder if they'd have me back at this job from 12 years ago. I, I, I was literally yesterday for part of the time when I was doing flagging, I was like, this would be a really great career. It's really, there, there's not all the pressures of what I deal with on a typical day. I'm outside. Now, of course, I perfect weather. I think doing that in the mud would have been not fun. Doing it in 20 degree weather, not fun. And I think that's what often happens is I, I it's the grass is always greener aspect, right? I look at the other thing and go, boy, this is so much better than the thing that I'm in right now. And I lose sight of the fact that I made the choice. Sure. I chose to do the things I'm doing right now. I chose this career path. I chose to be on this program with you. So if I get up this morning and go, I really don't want to do this. That's my fault. And I think I, I think I sometimes think that uh, like this deck was handed to me and I have to play the cards. Whereas I think I get when I separate myself from those feelings of what's at stake and worrying and stress, I get, wow, I have the choice here. Um, oh, Kelly, Kelly's with us this morning. <laughs> Bob, have you been listening to my thoughts lately? Well, Kelly, here's the reality. I think many of us have these thoughts. I'm just putting words to them. And honestly, I feel really uncomfortable saying those things because I don't think that conveys the you're all in, you're all committed. Boy, you're amazing. You're going to be great today and all that good stuff. But I also think that's the reality. And, and being a business owner, being a leader, I think these thoughts creep into your head all the time. It's not that you're going to make them go away. There's no one that I've met in any career who can say, oh, I don't have those thoughts. What I find is the people who, by most estimations, would be most successful are the people who manage those thoughts. They have the five minutes where it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have the what's at stake discussion with myself. All right, that's done. Now let's move on. Or well, because really I'm going to meditate or I'm going to run. And while I run, I'm going to think through these thoughts. So when I get done my run and hop in the shower, I'm going to take those thoughts out of my head and I'm going to focus. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that how do you manage, how do you manage them and not let them go control you? You know, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the opportunity not to think about it, to try to figure out it's just taking where the next step is. And I think that that's one of the things that is a challenge. Because you can just dive to the fusion and overwhelm of, oh my God, this is never going to work out. Nothing's ever going to work out right. And, and struggle with it. You garbled again. We lost, we lost a little bit of that. Not sure what's going on this morning. What's it? What's at stake? One of these weeks, we're going to do the what's at stake if I can't get Tom to buy a new computer. Fair. And 
and, and professionally, what's at stake for me is I hate when it sounds garbled, but that's all me. So I, I think the the thing here really, Tom, is how we manage this. Yeah. And, and that's, I think often I get wrapped up in, I shouldn't be having these thoughts. If I'm having these thoughts, I've got a problem. And the problem usually is with me. Hey, what? why did I do this? What was I thinking? Uh, the, everyone's going to, if people realize how clueless I am sometimes, they're going to, they're going to think I shouldn't have done this. I'm, it's going to be the blame game. It's. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage this month. Ugh, I'm letting all the people around me down. I'm letting my clients down. I, what if I go out of business this month and I've got these clients that I'm trying to help? And all those thoughts just creep in. And they creep in at the weirdest of times. It's not like it's not like from six to seven a.m. every day. I can have these thoughts and go, okay, six to seven a.m. All right, seven a.m. Let's get time to get on with time and move on. They pop into my head at various times, crazy well, they're, times. Like, they're probably triggered by something, wouldn't you think? I I guess I haven't found the thing. I, I think they're triggered by when I have uncertainty about what I'm doing, when I lack confidence about what I'm doing, which is you know, like everyone else, I think a fair amount of the time. Well, and I think the, what it's interesting to me is, is it confidence about what you're doing or is it just the current results that you have? You know, like I'm going through that right now. I've got to find probably 10 officials or more before next Saturday. Oh, and you were serious when you asked me if I wanted to officiate. 100% serious. <laughs> oh, I thought you were joking. <laughs> no. And, you know, you, you think about, like, what what could happen if it doesn't figure it out. And I think that's um, – it, it's about what are the results. So, for me right now, it's, geez, for some reason, I was able to get enough officials last year. For right now, I don't have enough officials for this large event. And, and what is that going to mean? You know, is that, okay, well, what are the anticipated outcomes if I'm not able to get enough you know, it just means I'm on a field all day and a couple other people are on a field all day. Or it means we have one official on a field, which is obviously not ideal. And I think it's that those as we start to think about what are the expected results, we start to get more and more worried about well, what will that mean? What will people think? How upset is my client going to be if that's the case? And how do we manage those things? And I think that leads us to you know, starting to worry more and more, which probably gets us thinking about, you know, how it's, how much is at stake? It's the snowball effect, right? Of course. Yeah. One thought leads to another one, and then you, you just go down the hill. Ed joins us this morning. Good morning, Ed. With most businesses, what's at stake is the forefront of their business. Business vehicles on the road to an assortment of liabilities. I can't imagine. Personally, in my line of work, I really appreciate that my liabilities are almost non-existent. The stress reduction is pri priceless. And sure. Ed, Ed works, I, I believe he works most of the time alone. And uh, so, uh, and I also think Ed has reached a uh, age where he better manages those things. That, And I think that's one of the things I see as I get older is there's a lot of stuff that I just can't control. That I used to think I could control. Sure. You know, like I like I could uh, have the boss, you know, convince the boss that I deserved a raise and no one else did. 
Uh, Ed adds, uh, Tom, possibly just move your computer router closer to the window. <laughs> See, it's not just me anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, uh, no, I think I think it's I think what's interesting is that I think that's one of the reasons there's so many we have so many challenges with mental health is people have such high expectations. And then because for whatever reason, whether it's been put it <laughs> or throw it out or throw it out the window, Missy's. <laughs> I think that's what Bob wants me to do with it is throw it out the window. You and... know what's funny, Tom, as they're writing these comments, what is bothering me about your computer honestly is it's the professional aspect of it. We're sure. doing this program. We're trying, and I'm not. I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm really not. I'm trying to use it as an example because it does fit in. Of course, it, it it's the professionalism of what we're trying to do, and the computer constantly being a source of frustration. It snowballs. I, I literally, it's like, okay, if Tom can't get his computer right, that means we don't. We aren't really doing anything useful. It means we we sound like clowns. And if you listen to this recording, you're going to get. And and I can spin really right down the hill with that too and unfortunately i haven't chosen to control that because it's not really within my control it could be i guess i could go buy you a computer hop on you know show up at your house be like give me the wi-fi password i bought a new computer i want to log in here oh by the way here it is your and i think that's part of it we have solutions and i think that's what makes this even worse in my mind it's like I could solve this problem in two hours. Micro center, computer to Tom's, done. One, two, three. But it's got a cost. It's got some political aspects. If I show up on your doorstep with a new computer, it's basically a whole different set of issues. And I think that's, and it's out of my control. It really is. Well, and, and potentially, it might not even be the computer. It might be the router or it might be the, because I'm out, outside of the city and that maybe the service isn't that strong out here. All the things that it could be. I mean, those are the things is you, all we can do is try to keep doing different things. Ke- Kelly says you have credibility. So people will be forgiving of sound challenges on Monday. No need to stress, Bob. All right, Kelly, Thank what you, about Kelly. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? It's an interesting example. I think is that, that we go through all of these things and some we some are large some we make larger than we think and others just become so overwhelming that there's we don't know what to do about it and you know and i think one of the the things and i think uh, <laughs> uh oh there you go bob <laughs> thank you you're, <laughs> you're pay, you paid that again this weekend so it's, it says bob your solo coverage is more than adequate <laughs> Was Ed the one who you were volunteering to do flag you know, parking so that you could so that he could send you? No, no, not Ed. No, someone else. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You make me laugh. Well, I think that it's, you know, it's one of those things. And I think my one thing for today would be that, you know, is there a lot at stake potentially? And maybe not. And maybe that's the thing we blow. We blow it up in our head more than it is. And in doing that, we start to really focus on it, right? It becomes that thing that takes us over rather than, okay, I know there's a lot of stake. What's a step I could take? 
you know, in my example, trying to find officials, I could reach out to more officials. I could reach out to people who assign officials. I could reach out to people who don't even live in the area and say, hey, what would you be able to do? And it's all that. How do we find ways to take their next step, whether it's something we can do ourselves or it's someone we can ask for help that can help us try to figure out whatever it is we're trying to figure out or at least try to take away some of the the mental aspects of the frustration that it that it causes or the worry or concern or whichever emotion it hits within you and not feel like we have to do it alone. I like that. Kelly adds, uh, the stories we tell ourselves can be debilitating. When we change the story, we change the dread we feel. If it were just that easy. Maybe it is. I, I have not found that way in my own life. I, I, and I find it's for interesting. me, I, well, I think my thing, uh, my one thing today would be my today's antidote. It's I can't do it myself. I literally, I, I'm, I get in my head, it spins out of control, and I can't, it, it, I, I can't operate the machinery in my brain in a way that I can arrest that movement. It's sort of like the death spin in Top Gun. Once they start spinning, it's like other. Oh, he can't control the he can't control it. that's how it feels and this i think having someone else say hey you need to control it this way and at least get the spin out of control so at least i'm looking at things objectively that's really helpful and the person it's not always a huge thing that they have to do it's not like you have to sit there and say bob you're a good person you know bob you've been you've had success throughout your life it's usually just hey dude what's going on here you're, you're, you're spinning out of control here. Why? Let's focus on the thing that you can control. Okay, I can control this. Like with you with the officials. If you can't get officials, you can't get officials. You could you could spend the next six days trying to find officials, but if you don't get them, you've got to deal with that eventuality. And the other thing is 95% of what we worry about, they've done research on this, never comes to fruition. True. Only 5%. That I, I saw that statistic about six months ago. That changes the game for me. That means 95% of the time when I'm in this debilitating thought process, to use Kelly's word, which is a great word, I, when I'm in that thought process, I'm, I'm looking at thoughts that the probability is limited. If I were going to go out and play golf and there was a 5% chance of rain, I wouldn't even take an umbrella. Sure. I'd, I'd put sunscreen on. Yet in my business, if you said there's a 5% chance of these things happening, I would totally worry about it. Missy says, yes, but what Tom is worrying about this weekend is real. <laughs> real at least it's real for me in the moment. And, well, and that's the other thing about it. Think about, I, I used to tell my college students all the time, like in a year, in five years, this thing that you're stressing about, would it be bothering you in five years? You're like, oh no, I'd you know I'd have a job. And okay, then don't don't let it lose sleep. And I and I'd say that to them about the test that they were taking in my class. Is this really enough to cost you a week's sleep? Because I I can't remember a whole bunch of uh, tests I took. I can I can barely remember highlights of my college years. Now, granted, it was a while ago, but. If you think about it, does it matter a week from now? Does it matter six months from now? Will it matter in five years? 
Will these will these sound quality issues bother me in five years? Probably not, unless someone comes up and goes, "Hey, I was listening to episode eight hundred and fifty. Boy, Tom was really garbled. Did he ever get a new computer?" And we'll be on episode like two thousand four hundred and seven. And of course, you won't because I know you. And there, the challenges put out there, folks. I'm slowly beating them into it. Missy has one more comment. Me too, awaiting me as my assignment for 10 games in a row. So, oh, I didn't realize Missy was one of your officials. She is. She's well, not Missy, why She's are just... you going to stop at 10 in a row? Why don't you just do two games at once? I mean, I know I know it's girls lacrosse, not women's, right? Correct. Okay, so all you have to do is blow the whistle every 12 seconds. There's a There's a foul. I know there's a foul every 12 seconds. I've been to girls lacrosse. She could literally look to one side... <laughs> Okay, whatever. Go to the other side. It's there. Yeah, if only that easy. Missy, check your email. <laughs> there was one sent really oh, early this look, morning. Uh, look, Missy, and Tom's email works, but <laughs> his computer works for the email. It won't work for this program. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Was you were doing your one thing, and this, I think, is what, to me, is, is why this is such a challenge. At your heart, you are what? At your heart, you're a writer, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, sure. And what do writers do? I almost, whoa, I almost used obscenity. <laughs> Let me see if I can clean this up. They create scenarios in their mind and then put them down on paper. Or they take situations and convey them from thought to paper. Which is doing what? You're going to make... <laughs> Not to say what keeps coming. Out is it telling a story? Yes, it's telling a story. So it was interesting when we about when we were talking earlier about the story we tell, and you said something about we just have to rewrite it. It's fascinating to me that a writer, who in some regards might in some be the easiest for them to rewrite the story, struggles with it. And I think that's the reality: is that even though we're really good at what we do. It's really hard for us once we get in this mindset to get out of it and really do the thing that we're really good at. And, you know, and I think that's the. <laughs> I love the discussion today. Ed says, Tom, try contacting previous officials and help them reason why they stopped. Maybe they were upset with the audience. Coach them to resolve their issues. You know, Ed, I bet Ed's got a little free time. He was running for political office. I don't think he's running now. He could probably officiate some games for you. He could run up and down the field because he's run for office before. There's some similarity there. <laughs> That's a stretch, but sure. Well, you know that, and I and I he works that, for himself. He has very little stress, so he's the perfect candidate. <laughs> if he wants a little stress, he can come and do that. That's for sure. It's it's. Uh, I just think it's one of those things that we, even in the things that we are really good at, we can struggle trying to figure out how to not worry about what's at stake and all the thing, times that we've had it before. I mean, I've assigned this tournament, I don't know how many years and um, yet, and every year I feel this way. And, you know, every year we've found a way. Hasn't always been fun yet. We found a way to, to make it work. And I think that's the, that's the piece to try to go back to is look at the, where we've had past success and one of the things that we did and then uh, try to find those. Just really hard to do when you get caught up in that cycle of 
worrying about what's at stake if something happens that hasn't even happened yet. Um, and I think that's where there's the opportunities to find help. Unfortunately, Ed is not able to help you out, Tom. Okay, I will Apologies. Uh, cross him off my list of people who I was going to reach out. Great. Now, now that means I move up on the list. <laughs> That's right. And, and Missy says, and folks, she saw the email. So if you're stressing about Missy and her email, in all seriousness, Missy says, Tom treats us the best. I assume she means the officials. He feeds us, supports us, and works with us while trying to cover 900 games. And I will tell you, folks, uh, my interactions with Tom, when Tom and I have been together, he's the same way with me. He's always. So one of the things I would say about Tom that doesn't get conveyed very often is Tom is really good at managing this in a way that if he hadn't told me this morning, if I hadn't noticed that he was a little tired from being up all night work, working on this, he, he, he manages this very well. And I think that... It, I know it gets to him at times. I can tell today there's some wear and tear, but for the most part, he manages it really well. And I, I've I've known Tom now for I don't know eight nine years. I aspire to be able to keep it in its box the way he does. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't have the value you think it does. Who knows? It. I think it's uh... Tom and myself have a lot in common. Ed says. Excellent. There you go. Uh, well, thank you. And I paid Missy an awful lot to provide those words of affirmation you know I, <laughs> you I know that you I don't care about words of affirmation ed. that's not your thing <laughs> I, know. I know so anyway. i'm paying ed about 20 dollars per nice comment what are you paying missy <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. if i'm overpaying folks that's a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not going to share because i don't want you to try to over match it you know it's a it's a professional uh, secret great now i'm going to have stress over what's at stake with how much i pay <laughs> Well, and that's, you know, and I think that's the thing. And I think we can, we can easily get caught up in that. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that finding help can really make a difference in is you can, they can help you work through how to get out of that stuck piece of it. I mean, it's, it's so real for us that we, we can't find a way to get out of it until somebody starts talking you through like, okay, well, what have you done in the past? And what could we do this time? And rather than worry about that, let's figure out an action that we can take. And so if that's something that you're struggling with and you feel like you've got a lot of chaos and confusion around it, let Bob Ryan know because we'd love to have a conversation to hopefully help you find some clarity and control over this very real challenge that can have a significant impact. And the longer you let it go, the more that could be at stake. So with and that. Ed, and Ed tells you what uh, what he likes, donuts. donuts. And he spells it the correct way, not the Duncan way that has become Americanized. Uh, look at you, Mr. Grammar guy. Grammar. Appreciate that. All right, everyone. Thanks so much uh, for all your comments, Missy and Ed. And I know we had someone else who was in here. Kelly, of course. Kelly. Yes. Thank Kelly, you for Kelly, all Kelly. your thoughts and ideas you share. You're the value that you've shared with our show today. We greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure that someone out there somewhere, probably many people, gained a lot of value from those comments. So thank you for sharing your value. Uh, if you haven't been listening to the podcast where there is unfortunately no place to comment, uh, please feel free to join us inside of our Facebook group called Sculpt Your Business. Uh, we are helping people try to figure out, even if you don't own a business, it is still your business about your leadership role or your uh, the role that you have that you're trying to 
to find more success with. Uh, so please feel free to join us in that group, share your value. And while you're there, I'm sure that you'll find some things that might be helpful for you as well. So we look forward to seeing you inside of the Facebook group. If not, we will see you Tuesday morning, 7 a.m. ish Eastern time for our next episode of today's Antidote. And first a clarification, Tom, Ed doesn't eat donuts, which is good because that means they're more for you and me. I awesome. love a good donut. I so thank that. you for that, Ed. And hey, whatever you do today, no matter how you're feeling, where you are professionally, whether you're worried about what's at stake, be the renegade you were meant to be. Embrace that renegading you. That will get you through. Absolutely. All right, everybody, go out and enjoy your day. We will see you soon. Oh, this is my chance to talk. Put that back up, Tom. I promised you I was going to just... Hey, the Sculpture Business, from chaos to confusion to confidence and control program, is waiting for you. Just contact Bob or Tom. That's right, Bob or Tom. And I said Bob's name first because I always do, and I'm Bob, and I can do that. And this is my nice radio voice. Track us down and get your business sculpted the way you need it to be.